Hello and welcome everybody to part two of Ian Hates Music. You either came over here after listening to the conversation I had with Lauren from Red Handed Denial, or you just went right to part two, which is completely fine because it's almost a brand new show. I don't do this often. I don't normally split the show, but because the conversation went really well with Lauren and because this conversation that I had on Warp Tour with Ty and Jackson went so well, this actually went much longer than I thought. So I thought in order to keep the quality correct, I'd split it up into part one and part two. So like I said, welcome to part two. This is going to be where I introduce Jackson and Ty as I go to that clip. But once again, thank you for joining me. We're going to talk Warp Tour. We're going to talk a little news. We're going to talk reviews, breakdown from the past, go through everything. It's a lot of fun talking to people that are so passionate about music. That's the whole point of the show. So I really, really enjoy hearing new perspectives and talking to other people about the music I love. So let's start this episode off right. Here's the roundtable discussion on Warp Tour. So welcome everyone now to our Warp Tour Skype roundtable discussion. I'd like to introduce everyone to Jackson and Ty. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Doing great, doing great. Yeah, same here. Uh, I'm very, very glad we have a chance to get this together and have this kind of talk about Warp Tour this year. So first we'll start off. Jackson, you want to give a brief description of yourself and then we'll go to Ty? What's up? I'm Jackson. Um, currently in Texas. Been a huge fan of the show for quite some time now, ever since the Convictions podcast, and I'm pretty stoked to be on it. Awesome. Thank you. Ty, what about yourself? Uh, my name is Ty. I'm from the Bronx, New York. I'm pretty much all over the place currently with like multiple booking show business and blogging and whatnot. Um, you can check out my blog online, which I will discuss at a later time. And been listening to Ian Hates podcast for a while, pretty much since the episode where he talks about the entire discography of both LX is on Fire and Silverstein, both of which are my favorite bands. So oh, sure. it's been um, it's been a very fun and listening experience. So. Thank you guys very much. Much appreciated. So yeah, I'm very glad to have you guys on the show. And now you both went to Warp Tour. So Ty, let's start with you. Where did you go? What location did you go to Warp Tour? Uh, the location I went to is the Warp Tour on July 9th. It's at the Jones Beach at Nikon Theater in Wanta, New York. Okay, very nice. And what bands were you looking to see right away? Uh, the bands I was looking forward to seeing right away, it's uh, I have a pretty pretty fucking long list of bands but the <laughs> sure. ones the, the ones in particular were uh vanna motionless and white uh cold rain old wounds and i think um uh, yeah i yeah just just a few of that a uh, few so far all right we will definitely get back to that then jackson what about yourself with those two questions the first i went to the first date june 24th dallas texas opening day so very nice it was pretty cool because you know all the bands are fresh it was at the jexa energy pavilion where a lot of great shows are held now the bands i wanted to see the number one band i for sure had to see was silent planet them being a pretty new band new record i mean doing good things i wanted to see ice nine kills vanna issues mayday uh, story so far, I mean, honestly, probably 85% of the bands that went, there was very few that I didn't want to see. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely good. And I guess I'll round out this one as well. So I, I guess I'm the most recent. I went a few days ago. So I went to the Mansfield, Massachusetts one. And for me, I wanted to see Crown the Empire pretty bad since I haven't had a chance to see them yet. 
And then there were a bunch. For me, it was probably, yeah, 70, 60 to 70% of the bands. I would have watched anyone, but I was definitely there for Crown the Empire because I hadn't got a chance to see them yet and Wage War. I think those were the big ones for me myself. Yeah, speaking of which, I was just listening to the episode where you were talking about how um, the new song um, that Crown of the Empire dropped a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, and then you wanted to see them for a while because you haven't had a chance to. Right, yeah, that was uh, Zero, I think, they put out, right? Yeah, I love, yeah. love that song. Yeah, love that's that song. a really good one. Uh, so now, I guess we'll we'll switch it up right now. Ty, did you get a chance to see Crown the Empire on the show that you went to? Uh, yes, I did. What about you, uh, What about you, Jackson? I could have. And I chose not to. They're from Dallas. And All right. I tell you, it's, it's a, it's, okay, my ex-girlfriend that we just recently broke up. Oh, jeez. It's right. her favorite band. So I made sure I did not go see that band. <laughs> and she was there. So I, oh, okay. I stayed away from that crowd. <laughs> That made that total sense. Only reason why. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but that was that actually brings up a good point, and we'll definitely go back to Crown the Empire because they just released their new hologram song, which I was going to talk about on the show as well. So we'll get back to that. But Jackson, now we know why you had to miss some of the bands that you probably wanted to see. Uh, Ty, was there a reason if you came up on that schedule and there was something at the exact same time, uh, what did you kind of make your decision upon on which one to to miss? Um. Well. When it came down to um, watching the bands that kind of conflicted with the other band that I wanted to see, because I already made um, a little like announcement on Facebook after they, I just watched the live stream when um, Kevin Lyman and all the other dude was like n- announcing like all the bands and all the stages and whatnot. So uh, when they announced the Monster Energy stage bands, I told that I was going to be at the Monster stages pretty much the entire time oh. because they had so many bands that I still listen to today play. Um, the stage, but I still made time to like see bands like uh, Old Wounds and um, I think it was somebody else, uh, Amorosa and right. Some Forty One on like the different stages. So it kind of, luckily I had a little bit of time in between the last band I saw and the bands that I didn't want to go see, so I can skip over those bands wow. and just go see the band that I originally wanted to see to begin with. So you didn't have too many conflicts then. Uh, not too many conflicts, no. Oh, that's good. Now, Jackson, besides... I would, I would, I would discuss oh, uh, later, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely, we will definitely talk about that. Jackson, so besides the, the X thing, which is unfortunate for a show like this, <laughs> what else, uh, what else made you choose a certain band over another one later on during the day? Um, to be honest, I didn't really have too many conflicts, which oh. was crazy. I was really lucky for that, but... The only somewhat conflict I had was when Vanna was about to come on, and I was watching Story So Far. Oh, okay. And, yeah, so I was watching Story So Far, and then Vanna came, like, ten minutes into the Story So Far set. So I watched, like, the first eight minutes of Story So Far, and then I dipped out to go see Vanna because I honestly like Vanna more. Gotcha. And I've seen Story So Far live, like, three times before, so... I just said, well, I've only seen Vanna once, so I'm going to go check them out. Plus, their new record. I thought it'd be a good show. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think... All hell. Yeah. All hell, yeah. All hell. Uh, Actually, we might as well even ask this. So, Jackson, what did you think of All Hell? I thought it was awesome. I I had to get the record. Oh, you did you actually buy it in person, then? Yeah, I bought it oh, right there. There we go. You got it, too. <laughs> so, Ty, yeah. you also like it, I'm assuming. Uh, I do like it, but I'm I'm personally I have been in touch with like the dudes in Vanna. Like I'm good friends with Davey and uh, Sean and uh, Nick and them. Yep. And I saw them at the tent after I watched their set because I think they were doing a signing in a couple of minutes. And I, luckily I got to hang out with them before 
Oh, nice. For a couple minutes, and we, uh, I saw Davey first. Like we gave each other pound, uh, gave each other a hug, and just, like how it was going and whatnot. And I was talking with uh, Nick, I think it was, and I told him like, um, it was cool that Will Putney uh, produced the record because I like pretty, pretty much anything Will Putney touches and right. puts his hands on and whatnot. But I thought it was going to be sounding a lot different because prior mm-hmm. to All Hell, they did the the Alt EP cover EP, and I thought it was going to sound exactly like that because. Vanna's discography, if you listen from like the search party that never came all the way up to all hell now, yep. they all sounded different from one another, like mixing oh, yeah. wise and sonically. Oh, and I told him was like, Yeah, because I was telling Nick it was like I thought a different guy was gonna be mixing it because it sounds exactly like all hell. I mean uh, Void, yeah, which Boyd. is the album yep. before that. In Void is like a, a a complete awesome record and just hear all hell sound exactly like void sonically it was kind of disappointing in a way but all in all i still pretty much enjoy anything vanna does and they're really cool guys and i'll still support them and still go to shows and just all the stuff so yeah that makes sense i think that's the same for me especially being in boston i've seen them so many times since they're from boston but yeah that yeah. <laughs> that that similarity between the two records is definitely there there's no doubt about it. but do you think it might be because they've kind of finally cemented a lineup it seems as well yeah that's what i believe yeah so yeah. we'll see i mean i wouldn't be surprised if their next album is still kind of similar unless they decide to go in a completely different direction yeah they're definitely bringing like the more like raw kind of like hardcore sound back yes because if you like when you listen to a couple of bands that will putney produces some of them sound exactly like different from one another like some can sound like very clear produced like um what do we call it? Uh, a North Lane kind of oh. like deal, or sure. like a more raw sound, like uh, straight from the path yes. and Vanna. Yeah. So that's a, I think that's kind of one of the things I like about Will Putney's and his production because he makes bands sound like how like people would envision them to sound in a way. Okay. Do you think he more directs the bands to be like that, or do you think he talks with them and goes in whatever direction that band wants to go in? Um. It kind of. It's kind of like a balance of both. It's like kind of like a 50-50 because one of my favorite records that Will Putney did, and he's in the guitarist in that band, is Fit for an Autopsy. Mm, and it's okay. uh, the album's called uh, Absolute Hope, Absolute Hell. And it's pretty much kind of like a very, very like clear-sounding like deathcore record. But it's not really like so much deathcore because they're slowly straying away from that oh, okay. generic deathcore sound. And it's more clear as opposed to the Vanna record where it's like, more raw so more raw sounding yeah i I tend to not skew so much towards the death core as much as i (laughs) as much as i probably should i want to represent everyone on the show but death core is always tough i mean i went to see chelsea grin before live with amity affliction and they were great to see live but then it's not something i would just throw on in a normal Mm -hmm, situation did either of you guys same here yeah (laughs) did you guys get to see them at all at warp tour no i think i skipped them because they were like on right after Vanna and okay. I think if they went I went to see Crown the Empire after Vanna because after Vanna got off stage and then uh, Crown the Empire was coming on the Monster Energy North stage right what about you Jackson yeah. with me they were playing like kind of at the same time as Word Alive oh. but I didn't really treat it as like an issue because I just like Word Alive better and plus I didn't really I wasn't really too much into Chelsea Grin's new record, and I've been hearing a lot of interviews from them lately saying we're going to be doing a lot more live shows based off the new record. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? I'm not really going <laughs> to dig that too much, so I'd rather just give another band a shot. That's so I didn't really put too much time on them. I just saw it from a distance, and then I just, all right, that's good enough. 
Yeah, I heard <laughs> I heard what I call the screeching from a distance. That's not yeah. The last Chelsea song Chelsea Grin song I like was uh Don't Act, Don't Tell Off the uh Evolve EP. How yeah. long ago was that? Yeah. I think that was two thousand twelve, okay. I can believe. Right. Yeah, it was twelve or thirteen most Yeah, likely. yeah. I was about to say it has been a little. <laughs> Jason Richardson still in the band. Oh, okay. Yeah, and very similar to what you guys did. Unfortunately, I had way more conflicts on my schedule. They were really all over the place with the scheduling this time. So I had to miss a bunch of bands that I wanted to see. But what I did was I basically picked bands that I had never seen before. That's what I tried to do as best yeah. I could. So with, with Vanna, I could not, you know, I had to pick someone else because I've seen Vanna so many times. There were only a couple bands that I chose to see again, like uh, Ice Nine Kills and Motionless and White, because obviously they're huge on my list. So that was yeah, just it. Ice Nine Kills was a highlight. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that because for sure, for me as well. Now let me just uh, cut it back from the music for a second. What was the weather like for both of your shows? Jackson, what about you? It was extremely hot. I think it was about 98 degrees and then with like a, a heat advisor of like 103. I mean, it was there was no shade nope. nowhere at all except the pavilion. But that's that was the Poseidon stage where yeah. the pavilion was. And I like... I didn't want to see any bands at the Poseidon stage. I didn't really take too much into that. So I was really just outside the whole time, and it was just scorching heat. Yep. It was just a nonstop sweat, I guess you would call it. <laughs> what about you, Ty? Um, because uh, I saw on the weather report a couple of days ago that before that day, it was going to be like a, a thunderstorm like oh. the entire time, like in for a couple of hours, I think it was. But luckily, the entire day never stormed at all. It was still like... <laughs> Not really hot, but it's still kind of like cloudy in a way, but it's never really like poured until like later, like in the night, because it's like uh, a like a like light shower or it's just like, I don't know how to describe that kind of shower. It's like, it's not, it's, so, it's not really a light shower, but it's still just enough to like, like get a, everything wet in a way. Like a but it's drizzle not really kind like of a, thing? Yeah, it's more like a, not really a thunderstorm, but it's just, it's just enough. Okay. It's like right in between. So that sounds that sounds so pretty good pretty for good a day. Yeah. I the entire time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds great. Yeah, for me it was 95, not a cloud in the sky. And normally I'm all about that, but every single stage except for Poseidon and Cyclops were outside. So yeah, I put on sunscreen like six times and I burned. Like I got everything was fine except for my forehead, and I got that covered up uh -oh. right now because I'm still dealing with it. But. <laughs> I always think that's funny because did any of you guys try for the monster energy truck that they had or any of the like overhanging kind of tents? I kept looking at yeah. it the entire time I was there, but I never really went in it because I thought they were going to charge me money or just like I had to have like a valid pass or whatnot just to enter. But right. I was like, it looks cool. Everybody's chilling in there, but I'm not really going to attempt it because I'm not going to like try to get thrown out of some place that that have is there, but I can't get in for whatever reason. Right. What about you, Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, same here. I would look at it, and I was like, wow, <laughs> man, those guys, they're really enjoying it under there. Yeah, I wish I could go over there. And I was 150% sure that you had to have some sort of pass or some sort of charge fee. There had to be something going on for you to get the, I guess, the privilege of going in there. Yeah, that's but I didn't even bother to go buy it. That's what I thought as well. I didn't bother either. Now, I guess that kind of leads into another thing. Did either of you guys go with a group of people or did you do Warp Tour by yourselves? Ty, what about you? Solo. Solo? Jackson? Mm -hmm. I went with a group of people with about like six or seven. Oh, nice. Did they stay with you for most of the time or did you guys end up splitting up? 
Oh, we split up as soon as we walked okay, in. Right. As soon as we walked in, I heard I because we didn't have the schedules yet. Yep. And they don't listen to half as many bands as I do. Gotcha. As soon as we walked in, I heard Ice Nine Kills <laughs> in the background, and I said, "All right, guys, I'm out." Yep. And they didn't follow me. They I don't know what they did, but <laughs> I went straight to the Monster Stage to watch Ice Nine Kills, and from then on out, I never found them except when we went to eat. That was about it. That was that was exactly yeah. my story as well. I went with four other people, but they were more of the pop punk kind of stages. Yeah. So yeah. I went in. Yeah, I saw Real Friends for the first because they were the first band playing, and that's one of the bands they wanted to see. And then I split off, and I didn't see them until the end of the day. So pretty much we all went solo to Warp Tour. That's, <laughs> yeah, basically. I I wish, and I don't know about you guys with with your friend levels and stuff. Do you guys have friends that normally listen to this style of music or are you kind of on your own? Jackson, what about you? No, they all listen to it, but just not as much. Like, because to me, when I listen to this music, but I only listen to this music, they listen to it, but they also listen to rap and just anything, you know, you know, pop. It's just all over the place. So whenever we went to Warp Tour, they watched some of the softer bands, like most of the punk bands, just like you were saying about your friends. Yep. But really, I'm the one who listens to it much more often to the point where like when they're with me in a car or anything if i put on my crap they don't like it if they put on their crap they don't like it it's that kind of situation yeah what about you ty um they um i have a couple people who i see around like uh in the local scene in new york city here and they pretty much um they listen to the some of the same stuff i do but mostly they just listen to a lot of bands that are like pretty much hype without substance and sometimes like outside of um metalcore music if you will they listen to like chicago drill music that sounds wow. exactly the same as the last one or <laughs> trap music yep like the, like the oh, slower yeah. like rap stuff that sounds exactly the same as the last but they're oh, yeah. very much um pretty much like eight string guitar driven while still playing like the two top strings and just not doing anything like outside of what's like already being like hyped without substance and just plays repeatedly over and over sure Sure, that makes sense. Did you guys actually end up meeting anyone there when you were there, or were you just kind of hanging out by yourself, just comfortable enough to go ahead and go to any band you wanted and just hang out and enjoy the music? Go ahead, Ty. When I went to go yeah. see the bands I see, uh, when I went to go see the bands that I saw, I saw a couple people that I've known for a few years now. So I just kind of like um, in the moment kind of thing. Okay. All right. Jackson, what about you? Besides, hopefully you didn't run into your ex too much. No, not once. Oh, good. It's funny that you say that, which is crazy because that's that's another story. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) but um, when I was watching Gideon, I actually did meet somebody that I usually see at the local shows because I usually go to all the local shows in Dallas, like the local bands and all that stuff. And there's this one group of people that I always see to the point where we don't even hang out outside. But yet when we see each other at these shows, it's like, hey, what's up? Like as if we've been friends forever. And I saw a couple of them when I was watching Gideon, but that was the only time. After that, we kind of just split up, and that was pretty much it. Gotcha. It wasn't even planned either. It was like in the pit, just like <laughs> bump into, oh, man, hey. Yeah, why not? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Now you got someone to watch your back while you're in the pit. <laughs> that works out. Now, Ty, you had mentioned that you met with uh, Vanna, at least for a little bit before. Did you go talk to any other bands? Did you do any signings or anything? Um, besides Vanna, um, I, I met up with, uh, Jordan because he had his, uh, Jordan Buckley from Every Time I Die. Sure. If so to say. And he had his own, like, uh, little, like, um, uh, tent right next to the Every Time I Die tent where he was, like, selling t-shirts with his, um, 
uh, graphic design. Like he draws a lot of stuff, and he has yeah. his like own separate like Instagram and website. And I got to hang out with him for a bit. I met up with uh, Andy from Every Time I Die. Okay. And um, looking at my schedule here, I ran into uh, Mark from Valamaya because I've met him a couple times. Like we all went out to a bar when was uh, the All Stars mixed with the Summer Slaughter tour Webster Hall in New York, and sure. I met up with him and uh, a couple of dudes from Dance Gavin Dance, oh, Dave Shell. We're all hanging out. Mark was getting drunk. It was pretty <laughs> funny and all this other stuff. And um, nice. I think I didn't really meet with a lot of like bands until I went to uh, the after party, which was after uh, Less Than Jake got off stage, okay. which they played at 8 p.m. on the uh, Journey's Leftwood stage. Mm -hmm. Oh, so how was that then? How was the, like, that is one thing I definitely didn't do, at least this year, was any of the after-party stuff. How was it? It was pretty lit. Um, yeah. There's a lot, there's a, a whole bunch of uh, the crew and um, stagehands and the bands all getting together in the barbecue and drink some beers and just to hang out. Like, you had to have, like, a, a special, like, wristband just to get in. Right. Like, like if you want to stay for the after-party, you have to convince, like, the security yeah. at the... Um, the area just to let you in the back because you got on the guest list of a band and whatnot. Right. So luckily I got to go in because I had a couple of friends there who I went with and hung out with um, Ryan from Motionless was in there. Nice. Uh, Kevin Lyman I got to shake hands with and say hello for oh, a bit. That's cool. The couple of dudes, uh, a couple of dudes of the Vanna were there and just a whole bunch of other bands that I can't really like think of the top of my head because oh, yeah. it was just pretty much like a whole group thing and it was it was pretty sick. Oh, not bad, not bad at all. Good way to end the night, that's for sure. Yeah. Did you and have that, that time? That time it started raining. Oh, okay. That's of course. <laughs> Everybody still danced their ass off. So. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that works out well. Uh, so let's uh, let's switch it around a little bit. So, you know, it's Warp Tour. What is the strangest thing that you saw there, Jackson? Let's start with you. Uh, the strangest thing to me, the only strangest part was these group. These, there was a group of three. And they were all dressed in all black, which is totally normal, totally perfect for a warp tour. But just the face paint they had on and, and all the stuff they had on, it was a little like out of the ordinary, more than your basic emo goth kind of hmm. scene. And it got to the point where I was with my friends at that time and I saw them and I pointed it out and I was like, hey, man, look at that. And we were all freaking out like, oh, my God. And we started laughing and everything. But after warp tour was done about two days later one of the merch guys from Real Friends actually took a picture of them, posted it on his Twitter, and said, first day of Warped Tour, be like, and then it was a picture of them. So oh, yeah. it kind of like reassured me, like, okay, I'm not the only one that saw that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually absolutely. said something about it. That makes but sense. That was pretty much the only strange thing. Everything else is pretty down to earth, just basic. What about you, Ty? Um, I don't know if, if um, I've been thinking about this question for a bit. <laughs> I think the strangest thing I've seen at my date was the only person that was wearing the, um, the shirt of a band named Jinx. I'm pretty sure you saw them on the Massachusetts date, Ian. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the only... I think that was the. I didn't think you could really consider it strange. I just consider it funny because yeah. none, of the band, none of the dudes in that band were at that date. And... That he was like the only one out of all the um, hundreds of hundreds of people there just wearing the shirt. I'm like, gotcha. okay, the bands are there, and none of the um, the pit crew that they kissed the ass the most was there. Right. But okay. I think that's kind. Of, I think it was kind of strange in a way. But I think I'm guessing the one thing that I could consider strange is the one that looked exactly like dressed, had the hair and everything, kind of looked like Ricky from Motionless and White. I think 
Ah. That would be like the strangest thing, but definitely the the one that was the, the only one that was wearing a jing shirt was kind of funny. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, for me, there were two people dressed in full costume of Deadpool, and they were <laughs> they were crowd surfing, and like every band was telling them to crowd surf, and then there was a guy who was fully dressed as Spider Man, uh, but without <laughs> he just didn't do the he actually just didn't do the mask, so everyone was kind of booing him every once in a while. Because you're supposed to wear the whole thing if you're going to do that. So yeah, that was can't be half Spider-Man. Yeah. So that was probably, I mean, for Warp Tour, this was actually pretty tame with what I've seen before. And I think, uh, let me ask you guys this. So we all saw Crown the Empire, right? Yeah. yeah. So did, did the clean vocalist say, <laughs> the, oh, yeah, yeah. Did the clean vocalist, <laughs> except for you. Sorry, my bad. Did the clean vocalist time oh, say fine. that some guy had taken a shit in the pit? At one of the warp tour dates, all right, because he said oh, that, so that might have actually happened then. Because I was thinking maybe he was, oh. yeah, I was thinking maybe he was saying that as like a joke to people, but maybe that actually happened. Joke. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, but, I, I don't oh, think God. he said. I don't think he said it at my date though. Okay, well that's that's good then. So maybe it happened in between. At, at some point, he could have just made it up, but I thought that was probably like that would have been the strangest thing, obviously, that I think anyone. Would yeah. if it actually if it actually did happen at the other date on warp that would that would be like a, a story to tell if in a way exactly and i don't think and it sucks if we would have missed it because yeah, well, we weren't there right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's very that is very true that is very true so let's get back to the music then for a second and let's let's go ahead and say what was your favorite favorite set of the day uh jackson let's start with you my favorite set of the day was honestly, and they weren't like at the top of my list to see, but it was probably Wage War. Oh, they put nice. on a killer show. I mean, I've been listening to them for quite some time now since the new album came out, mm -hmm. and I didn't really see them as like, like a super huge, I guess, presence to the metalcore scene. I don't know why I thought that, but when I saw, like, wow, this is this is here. This is what it's about. And the crowd wasn't even that big, but with that little crowd, you know was feeling it like they just they had it all they were i mean rock stars i guess you would call it absolutely war oceans eight alaska and ice nine kills probably top three okay all right good list there ty what about you um i think um uh going back to uh the top three which uh jackson mentioned i think the top three would be every time i die gideon and some 41 but i think every time i die topped um some 41 and Gideon because every time I die really really fucking brought it because right. the new drummer that they have uh which is who is uh Daniel Davison who used to be in Norma Jean back in the day mm -hmm. he oh. basically just like went fucking crazy on the drums <laughs> just, and pretty much every time I die whenever they put on the show just really bring the energy and um everybody sings along everybody moshes like crazy and right. some 41's uh set it's pretty much uh really crowded like Say the stage is right there and the sound booth is like right there and the uh, merch tent is behind the sound booth. There was like literally like no room to walk because right. everybody was just like crowded like all the way up to past the sound booth back to the tent where it's, um, so it's all people wanted to see some 41 and they brought it. But I had to stay for a couple minutes just to uh, go see the word alive because they were playing in a little bit. Sure. And Gideon, uh, of course, brings it every time Alabama hardcore. Yeah, right. yeah, but yeah. Every time I die, definitely top. Uh, definitely my most favorite. That is a good list. Now let me. I'll start with what uh, what Jackson was saying first. Uh, Wage War was very good uh, during the time that I saw them as well. But they had a they had a small 
amount of people as well because they were playing at the same time yeah. as Sum 41. So Ooh. Sum 41 had everyone, yeah. and I, that's where I made my choice. I've seen Sum 41 before. I was like, I got to see Wage War for the first time. So they were very good. And then Ty, I did not get to see any of the bands that, that you mentioned because <laughs> at the time they were always playing with someone that I had never seen before. So, uh, yeah, so I didn't get to see any of those, unfortunately, which I would have loved to because I definitely wanted to see Every Time I Die. That was big on my list. But for me, my top three, it was probably Crown the Empire, Ice Nine Kills, and Motionless and White. Those were those uh, are my three. And it wasn't because I gravitate towards that style anyways. It was more, for some reason, they hit midday and they just had the most energy out of anyone that I saw that day. And then also having yeah. Spencer come out to play Abigail with Motionless yeah, and White. That. Yeah, that was so badass. That was really, really great. And Ice Nine Kills are just, they are killing it every single time. And they're yeah. another Boston band I see all the time in little venues and everything. But to see the crowd that they pulled during that time was pretty amazing. Yeah, because yeah, I see how uh, Ice Nine Kills was uh, with a friend of mine from Long Island. She's a huge, huge fan of them. She always hangs out with Spencer and the band. And just to see Spencer do Abigail and he was wearing the... Uh, the Blackcraft, um, I think it was the Windbreaker, I think he was wearing, because they had Blackcraft had a tent on Warp T in the entire time. I'm, of course, yeah. I'm wearing uh, Blackcraft yeah. merchandise. You've got it right that. there, yeah. <laughs> so that's my favorite brand. But uh, besides that, just to see Spencer and the Windbreaker, Blackcraft sing uh, Abigail with Motionless and White, was, that was like one of the most sickest parts of the day. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Jackson? You were about to say something. Yeah, Ice Nine Kills, they've been around for so long, mm -hmm. but it feels like they're a brand new band. Yeah. Like, really that's does. the kind of vibe they put out. Like, they just came out of nowhere. I mean, I guess it was because the new record is just so good. Every trick in the book. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> but it's crazy. I think they've been around since, what, like 2005, 2006? Like, they've been a band for quite some time. Yep. And it just, just everyone time, just yeah. now, everyone, like, all of a sudden, just like, hey, man, Ice Nine Kills, yeah. there's... I only discovered them recently because they followed me on Twitter. And oh, you know right. how you always get those like low bands that follow you on Twitter and you don't give them a shot. And I was like, well, Ice Night Kills, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's new love, basically. I, I've got most of their merch than everybody else. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, Ice Night Kills is not really like a band I will listen to like all the time, but they definitely put on a good show. Oh, sure. No, I understand. They're, they tend to be one of the ones I listen to all the time, actually. And they were, I started with their brand new, or sorry, I started with their original EPs. And yeah, they just, all of a sudden, they just blew right up. Like, they're one of those yeah. bands that now I'm trying to get on the show and they probably won't even do it because now they're too big. They're just like. Yeah, maybe, maybe four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I reached out like it's four months ago and I still didn't get it. Chances are you probably yeah, get Spencer to do it. Well, that's what I tried, and I was I was actually a little pissed because yeah. I had I had brand new business cards, and you know when I was at Warp Tour, like throwing them out and stuff. And when Spencer was done with Abigail, he walked right by me, and I was like, "Oh shit, I don't have my card on me." And then <laughs> same with Chris Motionless, he uh. walked right by me, and I was like, "Motherfuck, uh, card," and I just didn't have one on me because I'd already thrown them all out. Uh, yeah, man. but hey, sometime maybe. Hopefully, I, I yeah. did reach out to uh, his guys to see if he would, but we'll have to see. Yeah. All right, so let's. That would be sick. Oh yeah, that's. I definitely want to talk to him for sure. Yeah, because that was one of the highlights of my day. So let's go now from the highlight to the low light. So we don't have to be Ooh, totally oh mean my. because it is, it's Warp Tour, and you know shit happens, and sometimes you know they've been doing this for a whole summer, and it's tough. So what would you say though was the 
you know, quote unquote worst set that you saw. And Ty, we'll start with you on this one. Um, the worst set. Um, pretty much everybody was everybody sounded good for the most part, but I think I think what I would consider the lowest um, part, lowest set of the day is when um, Cold Rain, the band from Japan, was on stage, and I think they were like the most the, the least attended set because I I've, I've been put on by to Cold Rain by a local band from New York City called Varsity, mm-hmm. and I think the vocalist posted a video for the song Gone off their newest album. Yep. And they were like the the least attended set, even though it had enough people. But I think they were like the the least attended, and they blew me away because yeah. Cold Rain live is really good live. But I think a little bit more people would have went to see them than they would have like been like more like an attended set, if you will. Yeah, that makes total sense. Jackson, what about you? To me, and I'm not even it kills me to say this, but oh. I have to go with the worst set being the word alive. Wow. Now, the uh, only reason I say that, first of all, I love The Word Alive. Like, I've been a fan of them for a long time now. But yeah. they only played their new songs mm-hmm. off their new album. Yep. And don't get me wrong, the songs are great. I really do enjoy them. But not at a warped tour setting when you just, it's, it's not like, it's not like I guess you would consider it a music you kind of jam to. You know, it's kind of just like, relaxing uh you know at home on your headphones kind of music sure. and they only played one old song of course it was life cycle oh, and yeah. it was the last one and i couldn't have been the only one who thought this because first of all the crowd wasn't even moving and then i had know this website setlist fm where you can see all the recent setlist of all the bands yep, and Love after that, that dallas <laughs> date yeah after the dallas date about only two days after that mm-hmm. i checked the new setlist and they just totally ditched it only old songs. I know it couldn't have been just Dallas oh. in it. They probably realized, like, you know what? This isn't working. We're going to have to switch it up and play some old stuff. Gotcha. And then right after they left Texas, totally new set list. And that's the set list. I, I keep checking it <laughs> to see if they go back to it. Right. And that's the same set list now they carry on, like, 2012. And just they even play an Empire, just all their old stuff. Yeah, I thought. They played 2012 oh, in my date, so. They played uh, 2012 in Life Cycles at my date that I went to. Oh, yeah. So they didn't even was, play like, 2012 at mine. Yeah, they played mostly songs off uh, Dark Matter, and they mixed up 2012 and Life Cycles. Life Cycles at the very end of their set, and 2012 was like in the middle of the set just to get a little like a uh, throwback kind of feel for everybody that just kind of like ditched the word alive after uh, Deceiver was released, and then Life Cycles, ah, and yeah. then Real, then Dark Matter. Right. But I think it was a very good uh, choice that they made for like just to have like the old fans that kind of like don't listen to them anymore in a way. But yeah, it, that was uh, one of the best. Uh, parts of the set so yeah i i had to miss them unfortunately i forget who was playing during their time but there was no way i got a chance to see them but i agree though that album is okay to listen to every once in a while but that one definitely did not latch on to me i was like uh it's fine it's not a bad album but i would not put that on my list for 2016 because it did come out this year right yeah yeah so that it doesn't even make my list the top of top albums unfortunately yeah that album has a couple like um some strong points and very very few weak points like the song insane like the song insane like the first time i listened to it it kind of reminded me of so much of like i was listening to i feel like i was listening to crawling by lincoln park oh, all together sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. i can see that uh let me also just before i forget so my story will be 
I'll have a little bit of cold rain in there as well. So my my band that I thought did the worst, and maybe this was a given. I don't know. I, I never got a chance to see them before. Uh, but Sleeping with Sirens, that was my oh. yeah, that was my low point. Oh man. Yeah. He uh the lead singer as the same with Devin from Icy Stars. Both of uh. them, yeah, their their mics make them sound like they're on helium. It's the <laughs> It works. It works when you're in a oh, like when you're in an intimate setting watching them. It's fine. Like it doesn't yeah. sound that bad. But when you're on a warp tour, that sound does not travel correctly, and it just did not work. And I got so bored. And that's when I went to see Cold Rain because I was like, "There's another band killing it. Who is that?" And then I went over and I was like, "Holy shit!" And they had no one there, but they wow. they killed it. There were like maybe twenty to thirty people because everyone was at Sleeping with Sirens. So yeah, that was that was yeah that was a little iffy. I tried. I mean, my story, and I, I think I've told this on the show, but I think it was a long, long time ago. I had tickets to see Sleeping with Sirens when they were they just hit pretty much like big time, but they were still playing small venues. And I had a ticket. The lineup it was sold out. Very very small venue here in uh, in Cambridge, Mass. Huge line, huge line, and it was all these little girls. And I felt so bad because I'm like 6'5". And I was like, oh, no, what am I doing here? And there was this little girl. It was cold. It was like middle of winter in Boston. And this little girl had no jacket, no nothing. And apparently she had come down just I never understood that. I I don't get it either. It's so weird. I mean, I know no one wants to use coat checks. Like, no one wants to have to do that. But in Boston in the wintertime, you got to do that shit. And she was just shivering. And her friends had tickets, but she didn't. Because she was hoping to come down and get one. And I was just like, she wasn't asking for it either. I just happened to walk by to the back of the line when she said it. And I was just, here, I just went, take it. I don't want any money. Just get in with your friends. And hopefully she had an amazing time. But I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I did. I will say I did think that reverse daycare was a great fucking idea. That they had, that, yeah, that tent that's air conditioned that only parents could go in, and they had like '80s music good. playing. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that yeah, was a pretty funny. Yes, idea. yeah, that's exactly what I'd be doing. But I will be with my daughter at all times, or son, whoever I have in the yeah. future. But I would definitely like if AFI and Slipknot are still doing shows and still playing music at their old age, trying to relive um, <laughs> the like how Slayer <laughs> and them are doing, just to relive the throwback moments, just to make some money. I would definitely take them to see them for their first concert. Oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah, I think that's oh, yeah. a given. I mean, we were talking about that on the show recently about how many parents now, like parents are getting in the pit now and getting mad at people who are bumping up against their kids. Like that to me seems very strange. I don't know. Why. They don't get it. <laughs> yeah, they just don't. don't get it. It's totally different times. It's like, look, man, I, you know, and you don't even really know how to explain it to me. It's like, no, no, no. They're hitting each other. I know what it looks like, but it's okay. I'm, yeah. It's it, it's all it's all in good heart. Yeah. You just stay away from that kind of thing and you'll be fine. Like, just let them go off and do their thing. You do your thing and everyone will be okay. But yeah, it's yeah. Un- it's understandable for like people who've like gone to see bands like, like Motley Crue and uh, Black Sabbath and all that stuff who are like who have very like young kids and they're just taking them to warp tour and they're seeing people swinging and hitting each other. I'm like, right. and they're like, they're kind of like, like in a lost in the loop in a way they're like not understanding like the throwdown because there was always push pits back in the day or just people pushing against each other just to see bands like Bon Jovi and, um, what you call it? Heart on stage <laughs> and just stuff like that. I like that. Those were the like two the hair metal bands. Those, yeah. <laughs> the hair metal bands, Boston. 
Yeah, there Boston. you go. I think Guns N' Roses are in Boston right now. I think they're down oh, in wow. uh, yeah. Gillette or whatever, but there was no way. I saw Guns N' Roses a long, long time ago, and Axel made me wait three hours, and I fell asleep at the venue. And I, I just, oh, never again. Never again. I Rock can't. star. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I better not be doing that again. That's that's awful. Well, let me ask you guys this learn. now. Yeah, <laughs> live and learn, exactly. Let me ask you guys this. Was there any surprise band that kind of, uh, you know, just got you going that you weren't expecting to be as good as they were or someone that you saw that kind of changed the way you viewed that band? Uh, Jackson, let's start with you. Out of all the bands, probably the one that made me feel, that, probably Gideon. Gideon. Because uh, I've seen Gideon before, and the first time I saw them, it wasn't, like, all that great. But it was still a good show. Like, I really liked their music, but I didn't really see them as, like, a huge stage presence kind of deal but when i saw them at warp tour it was like they were in their habitat kind of deal like they were just on fire they were owning that stage and i was just like wow like i catch myself a lot more listening to gideon now and especially since they just released a new single which they played that day also oh very nice yeah very Gideon would probably be the yeah they're the sleeper band i guess i would call them that's a good way to call sleep on gideon yeah Yeah, you can feel the emotion in their music for sure yeah. That's great. What about you, Ty? It was a recommendation uh, because Motionless and White was uh, announcing that band name exactly on stage before they got off stage. And it was Old Wounds. Oh. They're from so, Jersey. Yeah. They played I know the full sale stage at uh, 6 30 p.m. I have my schedule right here. Yep. Um, I was, uh, Chris uh, said, Oh, by any chance, if you're here, go see Old Wounds at the full sale, sale stage because me and my bass player, Ghost, are going to be watching them. They bring it, they're good. So I'm like, all right, so let me make sure Old Wounds is um, playing, like, not conflicting with another band that I wanted to go see. And right. I've heard Old Wounds before, but I never really, like, I think I heard their, like, album, like, twice. And okay. I liked it. Yeah. And they and when I saw them live, they actually brought it. And a couple of people that were, like, kind of like, oh, who is this band? Because everybody looks like they play, like, more melodic hardcore. Like, in the, like they probably play, like, stuff like Defeater and stuff like that. And then you have the singer who's, like, completely, like, with like eyeshadow and makeup and with the full makeup face, looking like the Will Francis from Aiden. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was pretty much like more like crazy, like raw melodic hardcore. And uh, Nick from Vanna was actually at the the stage watching Old Wounds as well, and they brought it. And very cool. Then I went to go see them after they got off stage at their tent. They were selling their merch and whatnot. And they had kids coming up telling them, oh, they were good. They made the mosh. It's really good. <laughs> then I got to shake hands with the vocalists and saw a lot of stuff. But I couldn't really buy merch, unfortunately, because I didn't have enough cash. I wish I had well, right. bought a CD, but not just to support yeah. the band. But someday, somehow, I will see them again or buy a T-shirt or a CD for sure. And I'm sure they'd be really happy to hear about that, too, because that's, that's a big yeah. deal for them, for sure. Yeah, they're another band I reached out to. Uh, a while back and probably after they're done. See, it's really tough to get bands who are on Warp Tour to be on the show because they don't know their schedules that well. And then mm-hmm. they're also traveling so much. So I am hoping to have them on because I really like their stuff. It's just been really tough to get like a hold of them. But they did say they were thinking about it and hopefully they will at some point. So that's cool. That's good to hear that they were good because I had to miss them, unfortunately. Yeah, because like behind the scenes, like the whole the months planning for like, uh, warp tour over the winter time towards like the announcement of the bands and stages and whatnot. I'm pretty sure that's like all that they're going through around the time, just like 
trying to book whatever venues and yep. try to come up with the schedule times or whatnot. And they have to revolve all this kind of stuff and get in contact with the bands. I'm pretty sure Kevin Lyman is probably having his gray hairs by now. <laughs> yes. No disrespect to Kevin. <laughs> it's got to happen. Yeah. There's no doubt it, about it. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, so I'll say for me, I went over and I saw Kane Hill play and they were on that full sale. Uh, so they were on the weird timings. Uh, but I went over there and I was impressed because no one was there initially. And then as soon as they started playing people, they started grabbing an audience and they did a very, very good job with the vocals live. And they are, I didn't think this originally because I only heard a couple songs, but they are complete throwback nineties, new metal. Now that is, that is that album. Yeah. Yeah, they were metalcore at first, but now like the latest album, which I've heard for the first time, I think it was a couple of days ago yeah. that they really embraced like that whole new metal style. And I tweeted them about the um, metalcore brands bringing back that new metal style. And I linked their latest video that they did. And um, mm-hmm. the bassist liked it. Then another new metal band came in, uh, retweeted us and then just linked his band. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Apparently this is a new movement, but yeah, I totally agree. That album, and I, I like the album. I was going to talk about it as well on the show. It's very good. It's just I was not expecting because it's like Corn and Slipknot and Marilyn Manson all in Corn that. Was the first paper that came to my mind yeah. when I heard the new album yesterday. I it was like, man, this is Corn. It's got the same vibes with the yep. with the way it's like produced and just all the sound effects plus their new metal sound. Yep. I definitely had just full on Corn vibes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think their vocalists. I love that old school. It's the clean vocals into the scream, where yeah, yeah, and it's that's a talent that not everyone has and it works very well for that type of band. So I was impressed with that. So they're another band once again that I, yeah, that I reset that's to. That's stuff that pretty much most of us like grew up on like in mm-hmm. high school or whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of middle school too. It's, it's uh, it's yeah. tough. The parents never liked that that much. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't care. No, who gives a shit? I couldn't, I couldn't care less yeah. than my parents. Now it's, we were talking about this recently, but just sometimes if you're on a trip, like I recently took that trip to Ireland uh, and it was nice to have some bands to play for the parents in the car, but most of the time they just couldn't handle anything that, that I wanted to play. Yeah. So. And parents just don't understand. <laughs> Quote the Fresh Prince song. I played that song and they loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that would ever be on my list. <laughs> now let me ask you guys this. If you could change something about Warp Tour, what would it be? And it could be band styles. It could be a lot of different things. Uh, Ty, let's start with you. Uh, let's see. What would I would change? Um, because every time Warp Tour hits the West Coast, they always have like the surprise band appearances that nobody knows about, and it just springs out of nowhere. Like I think it was like the two years ago Warp Tour on the West Coast that had Lincoln Park play a surprise yeah. set, yeah. and they had uh, Austin from A Mice and Men, A Day to Remember, Mike and Tyler from Issues playing guest spots in the songs. Yeah, and like if you could bring a couple of uh, surprise performances to the East Coast. That would be a lot better, and uh, not just a mix of like, not just like bands catering to what's new and what's like popular these days. Just uh, more old school bands, just to have a mix of like the old and the new, because there's very, very few old school bands playing. There's a lot of like a whole bunch of new school bands playing that a lot of people are not gonna like, and they throw under the bus on social media and stuff like that. But a little bit of like a new and a little bit of an old kind of stuff, I would have. Bands like Pennywise and Bad Religion playing, um, bands playing, and then uh, a couple like What's Hot Now in the mm-hmm. Streets, if you will, playing yeah. um, to cater to the new stuff. So I think that's what I would change for sure. 
I think one of the, before we get to you, Jackson, I think one of the surprise bands, the only one possibly, was when Paris announced that they were doing the Connecticut show. I think that was, yeah, that was it. (laughs) What band band was that? Paris. You know, it's the it's the one where it's, oh, Paris. Yeah, yeah, Paris. it's got the upside down thing, but you're supposed to call them yeah, Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're Love from Boston, band. yeah. <laughs> They're from Boston. Yeah, she, they came out for Tonight Alive, I believe, to do guest vocals, didn't they? Was, was that what it was? But they but also did their Glenn own set, too. Paris. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah they also did it, but only in Connecticut. That was the only one oh, that they uh-huh. did, yeah. So that was about it. Now, Jackson, what about you? What would you change if you could? The only thing I would change is I don't like how there are bands that start as soon as the gates open. Oh, okay. Because let's yeah. say you were just sure. like five to ten minutes late, you're not going to catch those first bands that don't get so much time. Right. Like, And it's mainly the local bands that you miss. And me being someone who really enjoys seeing local bands and going to the merch tent and supporting them, I would love to see them play. But I couldn't catch not a single one this time because I think I was – I think I came in about 15 minutes late. And, of oh. course, it doesn't help that I was late. But if, even if I got there on time to get to that back of the line because I didn't have a yeah. ticket beforehand, either way, I would not got them. So I wish they would, like, let's say the gates, I believe, started at 1130. I think yeah. the band should start at about 12. Sure. That makes at sense. Least, yeah. At least a 15-minute to 30-minute cushion. That way, every band gets a chance at getting somewhere in decent crowd. Right. Ty, what were you because, about to um, because uh, I saw um, on um, the Battle of the Bands that they have on Warp Tour, um, I'm surprised they didn't have the Ernie Ball stage this year. But yeah. the local band that won for my date, which is uh, they're called This Is All Now, mm-hmm. they play the Journey's Leftwood stage at 11:10 in the morning. I think Doors for my date started at 11, and there was like still a line around like oh. the gates and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Unless you go to like the the skip the line tent and donate like five dollars or whatnot, just so you can skip the lining get in early but oh, wow. the local band that played they they played like a little too early gotcha yeah i i agree with both of you on that one for sure yeah for me i i get annoyed that i have to make choices of bands i know it's a it's a long day but i really wish that you could have uh like the kind of the way ozfest used to be run where there are multiple stages, but there was always a different band getting ready on the stage. So you would just go to that stage and go back that kind of way. Where here, at least with my date, there were so many conflictions that I had to miss. You know, uh, sorry, did I say conflictions? There were so many conflicts. Wow. <laughs> it, it must be a Sunday. I, I'm getting ready for work on tomorrow, I guess. Uh, <laughs> There's so many hey, it sounded cool. It yeah, sounded cool. Can that be a new... Yeah, let's start that. Ian Hates Music makes up yeah. words now. It's conflictions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, they, there are so many conflicts, and that was the tough part for me. What I also kind of don't like, too, is I would really love – I know they're putting out the schedule like at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. I really wish that they had a way for everyone to follow along. I end up buying – I mean, you guys can see I bought my schedule. It's 2 bucks or whatever, but it's just a printout. Yeah, Ty's got his. It's just a printout piece of paper. Why can't they just have that available for people when they come in? Like, why make them go to the inflatable balloon thing and then have to look? Because you know your phone's going to be on the entire day. You Sure, you can look in Twitter. You can look at Instagram. But that's zapping your phone's battery the whole time that you're doing it. So it would just be nice to be able to schedule ahead of time. Like, the day before, if they knew the day before, at least, to let everyone know, then you can schedule out what bands you want to see. Then you don't have to worry about, you know, conflicting schedules and everything. That would be for me anyways. 
Uh, anything That's else? Probably so, music fest is ran. Also, they give it. They let the set times out about two days before the actual, you know, festival is going right. on. That way, everyone can already set out a schedule. And even when you walk in, as soon as you walk in, they're handing them out. Right. And that would be really helpful if Warfare was like that. I probably wouldn't have missed the first couple bands if it was like yeah, that. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you can save yourself two bucks in a way. Yeah, it's and it's not yeah. you know two bucks is too like who who cares about that? But it's more it, of it's a, not the money. Yeah, it's more of a thing of I want to make sure I'm I'm seeing these bands and I know sometimes they're going the next day and playing a brand new place and they need to set but they also need to set that up because some of those bands that play the early show that played late the day before they have to be ready to go so they should already know that by now which means why can't we yeah. know as well that that would be my yeah. thought so that would yeah that would be everybody. Yeah, so many bands on Warped Tour that complain about waking up too early because you get told, like, oh, you're playing at this day, you have to wake up early and whatnot. It's the most annoying thing ever. Yeah, it's got to be tough for them. Like, I don't, I definitely don't envy what they have to do, especially, you know, Ice Nine Kills can play at 8 p.m., but then the next day they're opening at 11.30, and yeah. vocalists, yeah, vocalists, especially with the bands and Warped Tour, do not they're not regenerated enough most of the time yeah, to exactly. come out and, and that's that. how they sound bad on stage yeah. because they're not getting enough rest and that's the problem is that's why it is hard you know we said hey what was the worst set at warp tour this year for for your personal selves but it is hard to judge bands based on warp tour unless they're really great and then you're like okay you know they're going to be solid in any venue that you see them but there could be an off day there could be plenty of you know heat stroke whatever it happens to be there could be a lot of things that a band has to go through for warp tour and it really yeah. is it really is a great tour there's there's no doubt about it yeah. like i enjoy it i also yeah. wish too that a boston date would finally get a weekend that would be really nice because for the last like seven years, it's been weekdays and it's been hard to get to them. So yeah. that's that, you know, but I understand it's summertime The they're skewing a lot mm -hmm. younger than we are for these shows. Like they're, they're skewing these to 15, 14, 15 year olds. I mean, that's what they're going for. Yeah. And, yeah. It was the yeah. same here in Dallas yeah. on a yeah. weekday. Yeah. But at least you did get to go to the first one. That's pretty cool. That was cool. I'm not going to lie. Because, you know, of course, they have different, I guess, speech um, that they prepared for the day. And just that feeling, I can only imagine being in a band just that first day of starting a brand new tour with all your friends from other bands. I mean, I'm sure they were just as stoked <laughs> as we were. Exactly. I'm actually surprised that they don't do more guest vocal spots. Because you would think, right. man, ton of these people must want to go and play one of their favorite songs with one of their favorite bands. Yeah. But yeah. Especially every time I die, you would think, you know, those kind of bands like Newfound Glory and Every Time I Die, Some 41. I'm sure everyone's dying to do some guest vocals with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yellow Card with their last, you yeah. know, their last tour and everything. So coming up anyways, it's going to be the last one. So does anyone have right. anything else to say about Warp Tour? I think we covered a lot, but is there anything else you guys were thinking of that you wanted to bring up as a topic or anything? Mm can't really think of anything to add well i guess the only thing i could add is the fact that i had to miss silent planet which was the number one band that i wanted to see wait who did you miss it for the, nobody that's the issue oh no um, when i when i was on my rant earlier about how um they shouldn't have bands playing as soon as the gates open silent planet was one of them oh okay I, yeah so i had to miss silent planet and i didn't realize that Till I was watching Gideon and I met that friend that I was explaining about mm -hmm. and I said, hey, when's Silent Planet coming on? Because he had a Silent Planet shirt on and he's like, oh, they already played. Oh, shit. 
And I can't tell you how fast my heart dropped. I was like, wow, that was the number. That was the band I had at the top of my list because they're a new up and coming band. Great new record. Good message. I mean, every band out there is saying, hey, go check out Silent Planet. They're um they're taking the scene on. Yeah, I had to miss them too. I miss a lot of people that I wanted to see, unfortunately. Uh, what about you, Ty? Anything else? Ty, are you frozen there? You know, I thought he was frozen. Yeah, I think <laughs> I saw his face and I was like, man, he's got he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> he's dead centered on that camera right now. <laughs> he's focusing. Well, just but see, no, uh, hopefully, he realizes it and he can reset or something. There we go, guys. All right. Ty is unfrozen. So, Ty, anything else you wanted to mention about Warp Tour? I think um, when it goes back to like the strangest thing that I've seen on Warp Tour, I think it was during, um, I think it was some 41 set or the story so far said that I've seen uh, an inflatable uh, person in the entire shark costume being <laughs> crowd surfed on the inflatable raft throughout nice. the crowd. I think that would be like the strangest thing I've seen, but it was, it was kind of expected in a way, but. Yeah, they did have a couple times. I think it was Icy Stars and maybe Real Big Fish somewhere around there. They had one of those inflatable rafts. So the yeah, I singers, think it was during uh, was it? Real Big Fish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They had that inflatable raft, and singers were getting on it and going out for a little bit and then coming back. Yeah. So, yeah, that that makes sense. All right, Jackson. What about you? Anything else about Warp Tour you want to go over? Uh, yeah, there's actually one thing, and I hate that this happened. I was so excited when I got to Warp Tour. When I got the little inflatable deal that tells you all the times, yep. I was so pumped to see the time to see Bullet for My Valentine and Capsize because I was 100% sure that that's who I was going to see that day on my list. And then as I'm looking at it, Bullet for My Valentine nor Capsize are playing on my date, especially right. being opening date. I mean, I was just like, are you kidding me? I'm that was sure. a huge letdown. Didn't they just start? on tour like i think bullet yep. for my valentine's first date is now and i think capsize is coming up maybe yeah i saw yeah. it on uh, the Vans warp tour snapchat uh good charlotte atreyu and uh, bullet for my valentine was starting i think they're in like in indiana or something like that probably yeah, yeah. and the new low as well uh pretty much yeah. yeah yeah for sure capsize i saw their picture on twitter today that because they were selling their new album starting today even though it comes out friday ah. so they already got it rolling and I was like, man, I really wish I could have seen that. Gotcha. Especially Bullet for My Valentine, because that's like one of the first bands I started listening to. So it was going to be cool to see them live. Right. Oh, yeah. And they are very good, actually. I saw them with that. I think I talked about on the show when I saw them with Asking uh, Alexandria. They were very oh, good wow. live. Yeah, they did a great job on that one. So, yeah, that that's unfortunate. I would have liked to have seen them as well. I do want to see the new low at some point. Yeah, what are you going to do? But maybe they'll come around yeah. at some point. Yeah. Uh, what I'll also mention, because I don't think I had to mention it before, Too Close to Touch were very, very good live. Uh, I'm big fans of theirs. They're, they're just classic post-hardcore. And their new song they just released, I think they played during the show and it went over very well so i'm looking forward to their new album coming out in september i think and then also i think we mentioned kane hill uh and yeah. i'm still enjoying their yeah. album as well and they were very good live and i thought there was someone else that i couldn't remember uh but whatever i mean there's so many things <laughs> on warp tour that you miss something it's just the way it is so yeah no big deal so are we all good with warp tour on our end yeah oh yeah okay all right covered well, yeah, there we go. All right. Well, Jackson, let's start with you. Let's do a uh, breakdown from the past. Uh, we'll start with you. What do you got? Breakdown from the past. All right. Keep in mind, <laughs> I'm 20 years old. <laughs> so my breakdown from the past is your breakdown from a couple years ago, just to, say, just to throw that out there. But 
if I had to shoot, I would say the very first Devil Wears Prada record has been on my mind lately when it comes to my past and things I started listening to. It's called A Dear Love, Beautiful Discord. Sure. You know, it had the songs like Dogs Can Grow Beards all over and just... Classic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, when you think of those songs and that album, it's kind of like what got the whole metal thing going. And I just thought it was really sweet. And that's definitely one of my uh, first bands. Well, let me ask you... Oh, go ahead, Ty. Yeah, it's safe to say that uh, even though Devil Wears Prada completely hates the album for how it came out at that yeah. time, but uh, I think uh, Dogs uh, Can Grow Beards All Over is like the my favorite song, even though I don't really like the album myself. But I think because a local band from New York covered uh, used to cover Dogs Can Grow Beards All Over during their live set, and it got everybody hyped. So it's oh, safe sure. to say that that's like my only favorite song off that album. And the it's rest a metalcore is, uh, classic. Yeah, it really is. You got to give it to classic. Yeah, yeah, true, true. I think that was a good one because we can transition for a second. Have you seen and listened to the new track? Yes, and I'm so in love with it. Do you love it, daughter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I just bought it today actually because they finally released it on iTunes. Gotcha. And they yeah, it's finally on iTunes. I literally just bought it like an hour and a half ago, and (laughs) I had it on repeat the whole car ride from work here. Very nice. It's good to see that they're not doing what a lot of the bands are doing nowadays where they're starting to get a little softer or maybe try and change completely. I mean, they are still Devil Wears Prada to the T. Gotcha. And it's really good. I'm super pumped for that. The album's called Transit Blues, and it comes out October 7th. Pretty yes. stoked. Yeah, well done. Good plug. <laughs> good plug. <laughs> uh, Ty, what about you? Did you like it? Daughter, I did enjoy it. It's, uh, it's pretty much another step in the evolution of Devil Wears Prada from Dear Love until, like, just now with the space EP because the um, plagues, the zombie EP. What's what's the one before zombie EP again? I keep forgetting it. I was trying to think uh, of that with, too. With roots above and branches yes. below. Ah, yes, yeah, there you go. Love that one. That's the first Devil Wears Prada album I ever bought after listening to Devil Wears Prada on TV for so long. Then um, it was a uh, Dear Throne, and then uh, the other one, which is uh, Eight Eighteen. Oh, Eight Eighteen was like um, one of my favorites. Like most recently and then space and then just hearing um waiting to hear transit blues after a few months because i think it comes out in the fall i think i think it's just um, october right yeah i think daughter just keeps everybody like who's a fan of the band who stuck with them from like the beginning all the way up till now just something to look forward to as far as like the evolution goes and just like people who didn't like the earlier stuff who like the new stuff now gives them something to look forward to as well yeah i'm gonna have to give it a few more listens because when i first heard it i wasn't a huge fan so I'm going to give it a couple more repeats. And because you can't, once you hear a song once, you really, it's hard. Unless it really strikes you that it's amazing, yeah. it sticks with you. But I need to give it a few more to make sure. Uh, and then I'll see. Obviously, I'll be checking out the rest of the stuff. I just wasn't blown away by that track. Mm. So that's that's yeah. all I would say to that. So nothing, well, you know, it happens. <laughs> now, Ty, what about you? What's your, what's your breakdown from the past? Yeah, I've been thinking about this one for hours since uh, we were... <laughs> to discuss that so um they're a completely different band now and they're playing like a completely different style of music but this one is i consider like one of my favorite masterpiece albums that you can listen to from like front to back if you will okay they're called um oceana and the album is called birth eater sure yeah yeah absolutely classic yep classic from start to begin from beginning to end all the way through um tracks i recommend is um of course, it's a cliche one. It's uh, Family Disease, I recommend. 
Um, the abortion plan, Boa, and the last track, Devil Walk, Devil Talk, I think it is. Okay, very nice. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very consistent, and the the structure doesn't really follow a lot of like the, what the bands are doing, like that's repeated over and over again. It just it balances a little bit like the melodics into the very ambient, softer kind of stuff. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, I was a big fan of them. They're a band that unfortunately I never got to see live. That would have been yeah, nice. Neither. Yeah, uh, I Me wish. Either. They're one of those bands, I guess, that could come back at some point, though, right? Didn't what? Weren't there rumblings of that? Yeah. They, they, yeah, they came back with um, the Cleanhead EP, but they were playing a completely different style of music yeah. at that time. True, true. They were true. slowly transitioning to like the the indie rock phase, and then a couple of dudes from that Birth Eater lineup left the band at that time, anyway. Oh, so right. I think they were like starting to like listen to like different styles of music and just just completely like change who they. Uh, kind of music they played all together and they're slow they're still like um maturing as a band like they're going from like indie rock as polyenzo which they are called now oh, and right. then they're mixing a little bit like the electronic indie stuff on their newest um full-length album i forgot that name of that and i heard it before it's pretty good but birth theater definitely takes like the top spot yeah i would say people should definitely listen to that for sure uh so yeah definitely i went a little softer really recommend yeah I went a little softer than you guys did for the breakdown. Uh, I went with a band called uh, Lorene Drive. Have either of you heard of them before? I heard the name, but never really listened to them. 2005, yeah. 2005, post-hardcore, straight up post-hardcore, maybe a little alt-rock. But maybe the reason why you've possibly heard of them briefly is that the clean vocalist, he did, uh, he did the uncleans as well, he is now the lead singer and he's actually a singer for hollywood undead oh oh yeah he went from how do you go from that to that yeah i have no idea it was the weirdest thing i had uh, it was when uh when hollywood undead after their first album that first full length came out and i guess their lead guy deuce got kicked out of the yeah. band he joined right after that so loreen drive has an amazing album front to back called Romantic Wealth, and that came out in 2005. And then they kind of pretended like they were together. They did like a couple EPs, but then he left, and they kind of teased having a new album, and then nothing ever came of it because Hollywood and Dead obviously are really huge. So yeah. he had no reason to come back and do anything else with them. But that is classic post-hardcore with a little bit of screamo, maybe a little alt-rock in it. Uh, it had that, like, that attitude. Ah, it's hard to explain, but I just... When you listen to it, you know it's like that cocky confidence in the lyrics, and it just really plays out well when he goes from the clean vocals to the screaming. Mm -hmm. So, yep, that was my that was my one. I, I very similar to a too close to touch. What else? Uh, similar to uh, life on repeat, like that kind of uh, thing. Right, but yeah. yeah, so it's yeah, just a brief life one. On repeat was a great band. Yeah, man. Did you uh, did you hear about Nine Shrines though? Because they have like two Nine of their Shrines, members. Nine uh, Shrines with uh, Andrew Bayless. Yeah. Yeah, I heard a couple of tracks and I seen uh, a little bit of the music video that they put out, which garnered a little bit of like um, not so much of a controversial response. But I think it's them in the forest with like dressed as like uh, army soldiers or whatnot. But I haven't really uh, listened to them in a while. But the, the two singles they dropped before they took a little break, if you will, then yeah. came back with this one. I, I kind of enjoyed those because, of course, it's Andrew Bayless of Life and Repeat and Andrew Wetzel, the drummer from uh, Attack Attack, doing yeah. the band together. And Andrew Bayless has uh, produced a couple of local bands from like the tri-state area, too. Right, right. And I think their EP, I know I had mentioned on the show, I just forget exactly when it's coming out. August mm. 12th, their EP, oh. Misery, comes out. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be worth checking out. But, yeah, to. 
yeah, that's you know not bad. But yeah, those are those are three great albums for people to go check out. Like yeah. that that was the best breakdown from the past, I think, because now people have a wide variety of things to check out. Yeah, yeah. I just, I've been straying so far away from like most a lot of new music these days because it's just basically a repeat of what's been done already, and yeah. I'm just like not trying to follow too much in that. So. No, I can see, and and Ty and I have talked before, I think this is an interesting part of the show, is to have someone, because I think I tend to focus, I mean, I've got plenty of background, obviously, doing the show and everything, we talk about masterpiece lists and all this kind of stuff, and obviously talking to Alisana, how important bands like that are to me, but I am always looking for new music, and Jackson's always looking for new music, plus you're going to shows all the time as well, like we all tend to be going to shows constantly, so it's good, you're getting your new music fixed, but you're still focused on the past as well which is important yeah, the past. yeah. i cannot listen to the same music over and over i don't <laughs> care if it's new if it's old it's like there's always that like hunger for just new music if it's a new band even if it's a album from the 80s i mean just the fact that it's new to you <laughs> sure. is what makes it good like it doesn't matter what it is or who it is or how old or new right you just i just just you just got to have new music nope, always I- I totally agree. We're not going to do, because this has actually been a long discussion, uh, and because I had Lauren Babick from Red Handed Denial on the show for the interview, we're not going to do too much more news. But what I did want to mention is the APMAs did happen the other day. So yep. we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk because yep. I think that's a long, long discussion. Yeah, uh, I have a lot to say yeah. about that crap. Yeah, and the results just came out today, I think. Yeah, they just came out today because they did. And I'm, I'm going to watch it again. It was like on in the background while I was doing another podcast. So I'm going to watch it again and look to the live performances and see everything. But I saw the list of winners. And yeah, I think we have a yeah. lot to say about this. <laughs> so yeah, we'll save that. We'll save that for next week. But let's, uh, yeah. let's finish up today. Uh, and first, let me let me go ahead and thank Lauren again from Red Handed Denial. Great interview. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed it. Uh, make sure to go and check out their EP, Wanderer. I think it's awesome. Hopefully, she's going to come back on the show at some point and talk about the concept behind it. Also, look out for brand new tour dates that are coming out. And thank you to everyone who helped me put that together. It was awesome. Thank you, Lauren. So let's go ahead and let's do what we're listening to now. And then we'll kind of close everything out and go from there. Sound good, guys? Good. Good. Okay. So, Ty, what are you currently listening to? Because we, I think we were supposed to discuss uh, Kane Hill's new album, I think. And I took a listen to that yeah. last night after we kind of hung up on each other and the, the disconnection and all this <laughs> stuff. So, But you're unfrozen now. Uh, it's, it works. <laughs> I enjoyed it um, for the most part. I think I like three songs off of it. It's uh, okay. The New Jesus, which really sounds like a heavily influenced uh Marilyn Manson oh, track. Absolutely. Um and uh You're So Wonderful, which is like yeah. the first video that actually got me interested in listening to the album in general. And uh I think another one is called uh True Love. I think it sounds really like a very heavily influenced corn track. Yes. The EP that came out before that was a lot better and it had a very like bouncy kind of groove stuff as opposed oh. to like the album that's out now. Sure. But for the most part, I think it's pretty good. It's heavily influenced by like a lot of like new metal and Manson and Corn and Slipknot and stuff like that. And yep. I think they're gonna be like one of those bands like uh, My Ticket Home when they released uh, Strangers Only in 2013. I think they're gonna be like one of those 
a couple of those metalcore bands that are just completely doing like a complete 180 in their sound and trying to play what they actually grew up listening to instead of just following what's popular like rice core bands and whatnot so i agree i totally agree uh jackson what did you think of kane hill's new album i agreed with ty there was really just about three to four songs that i really enjoyed off the album i thought the rest were kind of just it's definitely an upgrade from their last ep it's a more mature sound they cut their own kind of sound it's not more of like a genetic generic metal core sound like their ep it is pretty good but you're so wonderful um saint veronica and true love i thought those were to me the best songs and they're actually really enjoyable to listen to and i saw a yeah. tweet that it said they're kind of addictive to listen to yes and yes. i kind of felt that when listening to you're so wonderful and true love yeah, it's like, you feel the emotion yeah yeah it, it's just it has an addictive vibe to it which is really weird because i don't really find that in like any music at all so it's cool that they bring that to the table and it's just a totally different view and you know, just a totally different thing from the scene of nowadays, I guess you would say. No, I agree. Yeah, not a lot of bands are like going off like really like how they really feeling instead of just like saying of like what everybody else expects you to say. You just need to like feel what you're actually feeling and just put that out there. And I'm Let all for it. it. Yep. I no. Think, I think another album I'm listening to now is uh, I use I listen to the the new Despised Icon um, uh, full length CD. It's called Beasts. Oh, okay. I have not listened to that one yet. Me either. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much uh, regarded as like the breath, uh, breath of fresh, uh, fresh air to the deathcore genre, and you will, if you will, because it's become stagnant over the years, as opposed to like albums from like um, that artist Murder and uh, Suicide Silence and oh, sure. uh, that um, what's another band, um, Fifth for an Autopsy, and I think a lot of deathcore bands sounded too much the same over the years, but I think Despised Icon, who are like the founders of deathcore, just really refresh the sound by just like returning as a band and just um giving us a piece of music to listen to okay i'll have to check that one out for sure yeah i think uh i think for me definitely kane hill i love i love the uh singer like i said before i love the vocalist so i can go front to back with that album but you're absolutely right there are very there are a few standout tracks and you're so wonderful for me obviously for some reason the new jesus that is an addicting song too like there's there's no doubt about that. Like I'll have to turn that on on repeat every once in a while. Uh, but very Marilyn Manson like mob scene ish. That kind of yeah. That's exactly yeah. what that I was, thought it was. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I thought it was. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Uh, so I do enjoy that. I had pre-ordered their album, so when it came out, I was ready. Um, I'm also getting ready for Crown the Empire's album Retrograde. I already have that pre-ordered, so that's coming out this Friday. So that's interesting. I thought that new song Hologram was really good. Did you oh, guys yeah. get a chance to see the uh, music video for that? I saw it last yeah. night. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad, right? It's no. not bad, but it's trying to like follow, trying to follow like the storyline. Like I think what I got from it is mainly is. Uh, a young girl who sees her father as an astronaut try to go and try to stop him from leaving because he's going on like a, a trip, if you will. And then over the time he's out there, she starts like aging until she becomes like a very middle-aged woman. And he's still remaining as young and vibrant as he was when he first left her. So, And the dancing from the band that they were doing and the suits that they were wearing <laughs> is pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah, thought it worked I out like pretty well. Look. Yeah, yeah, they were kind of rocking that a little bit uh, during, <laughs> during Warp Tour as well. Yeah, but yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I think they're gonna do fine. I I don't think they strayed too much from the path. 
with retrograde so i'm looking forward to it because i've liked their single so far so i don't see anything like destroying my view of of it uh plus i got pre-ordered anyway so i'm gonna enjoy it <laughs> we'll do the apmas next week i think i'll have a big announcement for the show next week as well uh awesome. a bunch a bunch of bands i am very surprised want to come on the show uh which Ooh. is awesome so we'll we'll talk about that as well. But I'm pretty sure that this is good, at least timing-wise, especially for this episode and especially doing this roundtable discussion. I think it's good to close out here. Hopefully everyone's been enjoying it. First, I'll ask, Jackson, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, just uh, keep listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, this is my first podcast. I hope you guys, you know, dig the whole roundtable trio idea. Nice. Um, hope to be back on soon again. There you go. What about you, Ty? Anything to plug? Yeah, same as Jackson's. Uh, just keep listening. Keep supporting E Hates Music. He has a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff to talk about. Hopefully, you'll enjoy it. And, of course, uh, I think I briefly dis um, discussed my um, blog that I'm, I write called uh, Ty Rock City uh, Music Entertainment Blog. It's uh, Ty Rock City, all in one word, at tyrockcity.wordpress.com. You can keep up. And hopefully, you guys have some, um, whoever's listening to this, has some um, questions that you can probably ask any one of us the next time we can answer when we next time we come back and just do this whole thing and i'm hoping to continue this whole thing and hopefully we can all grow as like a little community if you will so yeah keep listening keep listening very nice and uh i'll just do the plugs the way i normally do so thank you everyone for listening new and old people much appreciated we're obviously going through a lot of changes with the show so thanks for coming along and enjoying the ride hopefully uh you can listen on itunes stitcher google play music whatever your favorite podcast listening app is please 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 if you have the time if you can please go ahead and go to itunes and rate and subscribe and share it's the most important thing you can do it really helps the show out uh so if you could do that that'd be great you can find every single episode streaming as well as being able to download it on www ianhates.com you can also find my other podcast ian hates movies and soon to come ian hates love uh that'll be a lot of fun and <laughs> uh the new <laughs> the new episode of the movies one uh which will by the time this comes out it will have dropped yesterday uh is on starship troopers so that's a that's a fun one to do uh but yeah ian hates love is coming soon i think that one's oh, gonna boy. be a, a lot of fun <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. But, yeah, that's I think if you want to interact just the way uh, Ty said, you can go ahead and you can go on Twitter and Instagram. It's Ian Hates Podcast. And then you can also interact on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Ian Hates. Uh, you can get in touch there. And then anytime you want to email, if you have bands to recommend, if you're a band and you want to be on the show, Hates at gmail.com. And I think that covers everything. So, Thank you, Jackson. Thank you, Ty. I'm gonna do no what problem. I I'm gonna do what I've done before. Jackson, do you have any final words? Nope. Just uh, keep doing what you're doing, everybody. Ian, you're great, and it's a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you, Ty. Yourself? Uh, pretty much. Uh, just keep listening, rate, support this dude. Um, he's the man. He allowing us to have uh, our time on there. Hopefully, we get to do more of this soon. So yeah, just keep um. Keep listening. That's all I got to say. There you go. Very nice. I will leave you guys the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.